out of here. Good luck with that, Char muttered. Indris surveyed the many-colored banners of the six great houses and the hundred families arrayed against them, hanging limp and listless in the thick air. The long summer grasses of Amber Lake wavered like golden water in the haze. To the east, across the Anchorat River, the wetlands of the Romark shone like a blue mirror, smeared green-gray with reeds and the patchwork reflection of clouds. The armies assembled by the great houses and those loyal to them lined the hills east of the wind-rippled grasses of Amber Lake. They were the Avain, his own people, like humans yet not, made by the Seath millennia ago to be their servants, not their usurpers. In their ornate armor of bronze-shod steel plates, with their long curved swords and crescent moon axes, they were terrifying. The day had not turned out as expected. The arbiter of the change, the government's chosen representative to manage the conflict, had planned for the battle to be fought between two champions, the winner deciding the outcome. Indris had volunteered to fight for Faradin, confident he could defeat without killing whatever champion was sent against him. But there were those among the great houses unwilling to risk all on a single combat, and instead horns had pealed, splitting the air as the first wave of the Avain army had thundered across the field. Ifiri, giant men with the heads, legs, and tails of horses, had surged forward, leather groaning. They had smashed into the front lines of Faadin and his seeth, laying waste to those about them. There had been no restoring order, no turning back, once the smell of blood was in the air. Mayhem now claimed the day. Bright sunlight flashed from weapons. It seared the eye where it blazed from polished shields and breastplates, helms with their long plumes of dyed horsehair and feathers and metal crests polished bright. Warriors flowed in complex formations like colored inks swirled in turbulent water. Arrows buzzed like gnats. The melee had one mighty voice, a rumble like the basso of thunder, which echoed, rolled, boomed without ever dying, in counterpoint to the shrieks of metal, the screams of pain, the war songs. Indris inhaled the acrid perfume of heated metal, of sweat, the sweetness of crushed grass, the ammonia smell of urine, the copper tang of blood. Outnumbered as they were, the seeth Indris commanded defied the might of their enemy. He knew it would not last. No doubt the seeth knew it also, yet pride was ever the enemy of common sense. Their jewel-toned eyes and porcelain skin shone with the radiance of their fury. Beautiful, ageless, and all but deathless, they wore drake glass armor that shone with bright gem colors. Their weapons and shields chimed. Seath war troopers, artists, dancers, musicians, acrobats, and actors as much as they were killers, wove their way in formations only they seemed to understand. They vanished from sight only to appear improbably far away, to kill, to vanish again. A Seath trooper leaped, almost as if she could fly, to land amid enemy soldiers, whom she cut down with a dark laugh. The Seath's drake-glass helms shifted form from leering skulls to maniacal laughing faces to the sorrowful visages of beautiful maids, cheeks bright with diamond tears. 
Wyvern riders swooped to strafe combatants with arrow fire. The rainbow-hued reptiles snatched warriors from the ground and carried them into the sky, only to hurl them to the ground below. When a wyvern was shot from the air, it plowed great furrows through the ranks of soldiers as it died, poison stinger flailing. Seeing their chance for glory, the warrior poets from both armies sought each other out. Challenges to single combat rang clear, for such was the old way of the militant elite. Small circles or squares opened in the greater battle as the flamboyant warrior poets met, fought, died. Songs would recount the glory of their lives by moonrise, even as the flesh was boiled from their skulls, the bone to be plated in gold as a trophy. The enemy had not gathered from across the breadth of Cheyenne to lose. The Avain fought with ferocious...